Welcome to another 1905 podcast. Hello, Rick. <laughs> Hello, Tracy. How are you? Well, I could think of better ways to spend my evening than being stuck in a Zoom with you, but I'm here. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's just me and Rick this evening, uh, so we can talk about the, um, <laughs> the the Liverpool game. I can't tell you how annoyed I am about this. I actually made a joke last week that one day me and you were going to be left on our own and left to our own devices, and it was brilliant. And the dread, <laughs> the dread leaving, leading up to this is unreal. <laughs> and I've got terrible internet as well, so it might just be you at points. Well, I, I, w- I wouldn't like to blow my own trumpet, but I think most people would rather with your shit takes <laughs> right I reckon we need to steam in because we've actually got quite a lot to talk about tonight because we are going to talk about the Liverpool game Let's but go. you know we'll obviously give our, our version of events and things we want to talk about but we've also got transfer deadline day looming I mean there's only a few hours left and we also asked followers for questions yeah thank god board of transfers um so I reckon we're steaming and then we'll, we'll just keep going. If, if, if we get to a certain point and we're not going to make questions, I'd rather make sure that our follower questions are answered. So we'll, I'll just cut you off at any point, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like normal. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so it was basically the same team as against Arsenal, wasn't it? Except for Kante. Were you happy? Did you think that was what we needed going to Anfield? Um... Yeah, I think it was what I expected, to be honest. It, it was exactly what I expected it to be. Um, I still expected Alonso, because he's, as much as I think, he's nowhere near as good as Chilwell. He's played well. So I wasn't surprised he started. I think I don't think you can drop him at the moment. Up until no. that point, he'd been playing well. Um, yeah, so it was what I expected. I wasn't surprised at all. No, no not at all. me neither, to be fair. And I did think, I think we all alluded to in the last one. It was that nice we, to see Kante back. Yeah, we thought he'd start this one. And we said that Tommy had sort yeah. of done what he needed to do to make sure he got a few minutes at Arsenal and then uh, to, be, to be able to start him. Um, it was exactly. A, it was a bit of a controversial game by the end of it, wasn't it? Um, a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Our mate Anthony Taylor. Oh, we love yeah. him. But before we get to him, I want to talk about the first half, just in general, if you don't mind. I felt like um, I felt like it was quite evenly matched in places, but I felt like we did have the edge. I felt like we looked the better side in the first half. Um, I think Liverpool actually did create their better chances in the first half when we did have 11 men, um, weirdly. But I... I the, the goal, obviously, was great. And um, what a great header. header. What a header. I'd, honestly, I watched it with Macca and Zeno. And Macca jumped off his stool and was, like, celebrating. And I'm just, I was just watching, <laughs> Good old the, yeah, watching the screen. And I was thinking, I didn't go in. What's he fucking jumping for? And then everyone started I thought going it went mental. over. I thought yeah. it went over. I was yeah. like, that didn't go in. No, he carried on celebrating and then had to join him, didn't I? Because I realised what a twat I yeah. was. <laughs> I thought it went over, to be fair. But I thought they 
my opinion of the first half was I thought they started very well. Um, they were very quick. They were... I thought they pressed us the whole game. Obviously, it was easier to press us 11 against 10. Um, but I thought they started and they pressed us very well, especially that first 10, 15 minutes. But I thought we handled it quite well. I didn't think they, I didn't think they cut us open at all in that first... I shouldn't say first 10, 15 minutes. It was more like the first five or 10 minutes. Um, but as soon as we got settled into the game, I thought every time we went forward on the counter-attack, I thought we looked really dangerous. And yeah. if a couple of passes had been a little bit better, those final passes, I think we could have scored two or three in that first half. Well, even that um, mount one, if, if, he'd had just, if he'd had just taken a little bit more time, I think that would have been a goal. It was a bit of a shame, but it did clip Henderson, I think. So it sort of took it away. But Yeah. But, you know, I agree. but the I goal think... was brilliant. The header was oh, great. Yeah. Really good. And I think... Um, I think you're right. With the five to ten minutes of the first half, we sort of couldn't settle ourselves and we were sort of struggling to keep the ball on the floor. And um, we seem... <laughs> we soon seen... Oh, hello, you are, but I just carried on talking. It didn't make no yeah, difference. Sorry, I just fell off the bed. I fell off the bed. <laughs> He's off his chair again. That's on key. <laughs> um, but I think you're right. Those first five, ten minutes, we did seem a little bit unsettled. Like we couldn't sort of keep anything on the floor and we were sort of chasing the game a little bit. But, yeah, we did definitely grow into that first half and we uh, yeah, we, we kind of mucked in and I felt like it was very much a team performance at that point, you know, by the end of the first half because everybody was mucking in. Um, you're right. I mean, I think we could have had more goals in the first half and it would have been lovely too, having seen that the only outcome was that obviously they could only score one goal from a gifted penalty anyway. Um, yeah. I mean, that was quite, I, I was quite surprised at them, if you want me to be honest, because everyone talks about, you know, Liverpool's like ferocious attack and, you know, and ha I mean, don't get me wrong. I think, uh, I think it was Sky Sports had it pegged at, Liverpool had 66% possession. This was for the entire match. 24 shots, but seven of them only on target from 24 shots. Now, that's not quite the prolific, deadly attack that everyone likes no. to talk about. Especially when we had 34% possession, we had six shots on target, but three of them, uh, sorry, six shots on goal, but three of them on target. We had less, markedly less corners and... It, it felt like, as much as it felt like they had a lot of the possession, just proving they were quite wasteful with it. Or were yeah. we just tightened up to the point that actually, especially second half, that we were going to get, you know, that we just needed to clamp down on everything and did so very well. Um, but the the goal from Havertz, that was amazing. I honestly didn't think it was a goal. So oh, I was yeah. absolutely, well, there was loads of dippers in the pub we were in as well. Why weren't they at Anfield? What a surprise. Shocking, I know, right? Yeah, bloody Southern Scousers. Um, <laughs> and they were giving it all the big uh, but they soon left with their tail between their legs because I think they genuinely thought that they might, they could have lost it at the end. Um, but then we get to, uh, obviously, just before the end of the first The half, incident. The incident with that twat, bald man. And... Honestly, I prefer I, to be called Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> but I just can't. I 
you know when the headlines receding, but you know. <laughs> you know when you just see Anthony Taylor is the one taking control of such a big game, you know that he wants to put his name on it. He's going to fuck up at some point, isn't he? So fucking annoying. He always yeah. wants the headlines. And it's not like they're ever for a good reason. But along he comes anyway. Um, I mean, for you, was it a pen and a sending off? It, it was a pen, but it wasn't a sending off. Um, it's not a sending off. If, it, if he headers it into the ground... And it hits his arm direct, or he headers it straight, and it hits his arm. And Reese does the same movement. Because let's be honest, I don't think anyone can dispute that he moves his arm forward. I don't necessarily think he's purposely he's purposely thinking I'm going to try and get away with this. Mm. It's kind of like it's kind of like a knee jerk reaction. It's like I've just got to get something in front of that ball to stop that ball going in. Yeah. But he's very unlucky because it doesn't. I think he thinks it's going to go past him and it doesn't. It hits his thigh or whatever it hits. And then it sort of rolls up and hits his arm. Um, It was just unfortunate. But no, it's not a penalty. It's hit another part of his body first. So I I can't work out how you can call that a deliberate handball. He's meant to stop the ball going in that particular way. It's hit his leg first. So I don't understand that. But I don't... I think anyone can dispute it's a penalty. No, it was definitely a pen. At the end of the day, he denied a goal-scoring opportunity. And yeah. he, he did use his arm, but like you say, non-intentionally, but that actually doesn't matter. So the rules of the game, that's a pen. What I don't understand yeah. is, from everything you've said as well, which is absolutely justified, in that it was one of those things that he just couldn't control. It actually flicked off of George, uh, Georgie as well. So the ball came off of Georgie onto Reese's thigh and then rolled up his own body. He's not he's you, not seen not... none of that, the ref though, because oh. he's looked at a freeze frame. He's gone over and looked at a freeze frame. How is that even allowed? What is the point of VAR if the referee's gonna run over? He didn't even get right up to the screen to have a look, saw a freeze frame of the ball at Reese's arm and just went, Yep, he that looked her off. He saw his arm coming forward. He was there for about four three, probably three, four seconds. Yeah. And he saw his arm go forward and he just blew and went handball. He hasn't even watched it back a second time. No. Um, but have you noticed all these cameras, all these broadcasting cameras, they pick all this up, but none of them ever pull it up and no. say, why is he looking at a freeze frame? Because it's too controversial. They can't, they can't do that for whatever reason. And actually, match of the day, he actually did. And they actually said... Oh. Yeah, they actually did. I was quite impressed because they obviously don't like to rock the boat too much, do they? But they actually did pull it up and said, I think it was Alan Shearer who said, you cannot make a decision based on a freeze frame where you're just passing a monitor. You needed to look at that because they agreed it was a pen, but they said it definitely wasn't a sending off and that that was harsh. And um, it's not only harsh, it ruined a fucking what could have been a great game of football. That would have been a very good game. and. I might be biased, but I think I've got no doubt in my mind that we would have won that game, 11 with 11. Yeah, well... No doubt in my mind we would have won that game. I did feel, and uh, me and Maka kept saying, if we can get to 75 and it still be level, we've got a bloody good chance of nicking it here. We had a couple of... We had a couple of moments, like Van Dyke made a block from a Lukaku shot, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Which looked... There was a couple of things that we still looked quite dangerous 
on the rare times that we didn't. We still broke. We still broke. And I thought, I just want to go on to Lukaku quickly as well, because I just thought he got a little bit of stick. And I couldn't understand why he was isolated for long parts of the game. And when he got the ball, I actually thought he bullied Van Dyke for most of it. Oh, and I only this remember is when Van me Dyke. And you were going to fall out. And I only. My memory of the game, obviously, it's been a few days now, but even when I was watching it, obviously, I was having a look at the 1905 Twitter, and I was seeing Chelsea fans going, Van Dyke's killing Lukaku here. And then I was looking at it thinking, but I actually think I actually think Lukaku's playing quite well, considering he's really isolated. And on the rare occasion he did get the ball, I thought he held it up well. I thought, I actually thought he... I actually thought he bodied Van Dyke a fair few times, to be honest, and sent him sprawling a few times. Well, I'm not going to lie. See, I'm ready. I'm fucking ready. Come on. I'm ready. Come on. I felt like for Lukaku to sort of stamp himself in that game from the off was to literally put... I'm going to stamp on you if your words ain't right here. (laughs) (laughs) You can't reach me. Um, (laughs) But I actually thought he needed to get into Van Dyke a little bit, uh, like, really early. Let let VVD know that he was there because I feel like them two up against each other, I, I actually only felt like there would be one winner. I thought that would be Lukaku. But I felt like... Even Matip had a good sort of grip on Lukaku at times during the game. And I wanted Lukaku to be a little bit more of a troublemaker. I know that in the second half, that was that was made harder by only having 10 men. But even in the first half, I think there were moves that he wasn't making. And it did sort of bring about the question where we were we were talking on the last one like obviously he did uh he did really well in the last game and we said this would be a big test for him because everyone wants to call him a flat track bully but let's see how he goes I mean I'm not I'm not judging him like properly yet anyway I mean he's only he's only played one yeah, you back. Are. I am but <laughs> but I did think I expected him and don't get me wrong he was well riled wasn't he even after the penalty he got right stuck in trying to get into Henderson I really loved that that was pure shit mm. and when and when um, Havertz scored the way he was sort of like chest bumping him and like nearly sent the poor boy flying but and it, so I felt like he had the right attitude and he was pumped up enough I just don't think things quite went the way I thought they would for him and I do think he did seem a bit frustrated at times there was a lot of throwing his arms on the floor I think the sending off contributed to that as well the sending off contributed massively yeah I think so but then that I mean the minute that happens and you're playing the second half and you're completely on the back foot because you're having to cover another man although I don't think we actually played badly or actually I think we played really well in the second half to to um sort of keep it as it was really I mean they yeah they didn't really cut us I don't don't really remember anything where we looked I was thinking oh fuck they're gonna score here yeah I don't remember thinking that at any point I just thought they got a couple of shots away didn't they they had a couple of shots I wouldn't say Mendy had to make any like oh my god how's he saved that that's like that's an unbelievable save there was a couple of smart saves what I'd call them yeah um but he was good he was good for corners Mendy he was he was coming out taking crosses and stuff as he normally does he was dominant and but I thought 
especially the three centre-halves, Silver coming on at half-time, having not played all season. He didn't even come on in Super Cup, did he? He hadn't played all season. Um, And for him to come on... And I tell you what done in the world of good as well. One of their players floated a ball in the box about a minute or so into the second half. And someone got above Silver and completely done him in the air. But they headed it over. And I think that done in the world of good. He got up and he was like, right, I need to, you could see he was kind of like, right, I need to fucking wake up here. I know I haven't played for a while, but, and then after that, he was fucking faultless. But I thought Riddiger for me was probably the pick. Oh. I thought Rudiger was brilliant. Yeah, Rudiger really did stamp his mark on the game. And I think he, I think uh, in the second half, when obviously it was him and Silva, they actually worked yeah. quite nicely overlapping each other and making sure they were helping each other. And he really did, yeah, he really did stamp himself. I thought Christensen, I think, sorry to interrupt you, Christensen as well was very yeah. good again. I actually did, couldn't fault any of the back line, to be fair. I think that no, the everyone, back five were good. everyone played their part, and, and especially when oh. having lost. Oh, go on. There is one person, I don't want to dig out. That's a wrong word. Well, no, I suppose I am digging him out a little bit, because I think he got away with it a little bit. I hope it's but the then same again, one as me. I think you can kind of blame the goalie. You can kind of blame Mendy on this. I don't know. I see what you think. So when the goals happened, obviously it's pinging about in the box. It shoots up in the air and you see Mendy's, a, he's about to jump up and grab it. Oh, yeah. And then Alonso's in front of him. Now, for me, that's Alonso's fault. However, yeah. if Mendy hasn't called yeah, or Alonso hasn't heard him, which I don't, because let's be honest, fucking Anfield's a library anyway, so I don't <laughs> see <Don't> that. <laughs> it, oh, completely, 100%. But I don't, so I don't, I'm kind of, straight away I was like, oh, Alonso's got away with murder. Like, everyone's going to talk about the sending off, and he's got in the way of the goalie. If he gets out the fucking way, the goalie claims it. Penalty don't happen. We go on and win the game with 11 men. But then I just think, well, surely if the, and then I looked at it again afterwards and the goalie doesn't, nobody shouts at Alonso or says anything to Alonso. Like, why mm-hmm. haven't you gotten out of the way, you fucking idiot or anything yeah. like that? Mendy doesn't have a go at him. So I'm starting to think, has Mendy called? Has Mendy called to claim it? And then if Mendy hasn't called to claim it, that's Mendy's fault. I actually think at that point, it seemed like such panic station that it was just oh, right. Yeah, it was, it was like pinball, wasn't it? And I was just like, and that's a bit unlike us, though. That's being unlike us. Apart I from West Brom five two at home. Yeah, yeah. I did that's... feel like we did flap a bit, and I, yeah, I actually blame Alonso for that. Um, I actually think he he had no right actually going for it if Mendy's there with his arms in the air, even if he. No, hasn't the only thing I will say, it. if Mendy, the. Yeah, he should just get the fuck out of the way, shouldn't he? Because the goalie's Alonso, about fucking... He's got a frame fight. He's about 25-foot tall Mendy anyway, isn't he? Yeah. So as yeah. long as he's standing up when he's there, he's going to get it. Yeah. So that I don't know what Alonso's doing. a clusterfuck. The whole thing at that point was a bit of a clusterfuck. And we kind of probably yeah. deserved to concede at that point. Not that, you know... It was shit defending. It, yeah. there was, it shouldn't have even got to that point where Reese was handballing it. 
It shouldn't have even got to that point. No, it really shouldn't have. It was pinging around. It should have been dealt with before then. Yeah, I mean, and also for them as well. I mean, if they, you know, they should have been on the end of that and actually just sticking that away. Oh, it was just ridiculous. It was a calamity, wasn't it, really? We were comfortable. We were so comfortable to that point. Yeah, it was definitely a brain fart moment on everyone's part at that point. Whoever was in the box at that point, not just grabbing hold of that. It was ridiculous. Um, But while you're talking about Mendy, um, he actually made six saves against uh, six saves against Liverpool and that is the joint most by a goalkeeper this season and the most by a Chelsea keeper since 2018-19 season so he actually has that yeah he had a bit of a blinder um the other the the other goalies actually are uh Meslier is that how you say it and he had six saves against Everton Nick Pope six versus Burnley and Hugo Lloris six against Wolves so having them against Liverpool with that deadly attack ain't that bloody bad is it (laughs) yeah yeah no, he made some I, smart saves. He no, did make he some did. smart saves. And actually, I think he uh, he was quite on his metal, to be fair. And I think that that fuck up with Alonso, I think that was just unfortunate, if you want me to be honest. I think it was just yeah. one of those, yeah, it was one of those brain fart things. Everyone it, was panicking. But the flapping was unreal. For me, one. for me, that's kind of like I know it sounds a bit harsh, but I want Chilwell back in now and. Oh, what worries Chilwell. me about Chilwell is, is that he hasn't kicked a ball since the Champions League final. Well, I actually, funny enough, said to somebody yesterday, that I hate internationals, especially at this point in the season. You play three bloody games and now you're having to go off and do all this shit. But I said I yeah, did actually hope that um, Reese, because now he's going to have a free match ban, no doubt, unless we can get that overturned. Because it was a straight reds, wasn't it? It didn't produce the yellow. Oh, they right? won't overturn that. They, uh, they so. won't overturn that. No. Uh, well, so if he's got three games off and Chilwell's not had any minutes, I'd quite like to see him both playing for England, to be fair. Just to get He didn't get picked Chilwell for the squad. He got left out of the squad. Oh, shit. Are you joking? He got left out of the squad because Southgate said because he hadn't played. Oh, fuck. So that's why sake. he left him out. Okay, well, he's going to have to do some work on the training ground. He grounds. needs to get some. I think it's kind of like it's Villa next. No disrespect to Villa. I think they're a decent side. But. I would start him in that game. I would like to see him because they've got to get minutes somewhere. I don't Even see if you're just point. playing for the first hour. Yeah, I don't see the point of having a player like that and not not giving him any minutes at all so far. I think he no, and that's no slight to Alonso. Well, it like, is I do really, think he was at fault for the goal. He's a terrible defender. He's just he's very not, good he's going not, forward. He's, yeah, he's nowhere near as good as Chilwell. No. He's not even in the same league as Chilwell. The um so the other um things I found on our defence so this one actually made me laugh. Um, Thiago Silva made more blocks than the entire Chelsea team combined, and he only came on at half time. How that just that? shows you how good he is. That just shows you how good he is, though. He's so fucking good. And I think you're so right. I'm gonna be. I've, I think that moment of his where he sort of he had to wake up quickly. He then was on his metal, and him he and got Rudy done in the air. He got done in the air, and I tell you what, he got done in the air. And it was only because it was a shit header that it yeah. never punished us. Yeah. And I could tell it just woke up and he was like, fuck, I need to get my head on. And after that, he was fucking faultless. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely faultless solid. after that. Uh, the, other, mm. the other mention, actually, was um, Dave. He had the most touches, the most pass, passes, the most clearances and the most chuckles. <clears throat> he doesn't... You know what? He doesn't get enough credit for me, to be honest. He doesn't. I think he's just missed... He's just Mr. Reliable, isn't he? He's just and always there. 
And he wanted to knock out Henderson. So anyone who wants to do that is fine yeah. by me. <laughs> and every single game, it's a seven or an eight out of ten. Every single game. Very rarely he's lower than that. Yeah. It's a seven or eight out of ten every game. And it suits him. Now he's getting a bit older. I wouldn't want to see him right back in a back four. I think he'd get exposed. Uh, but yeah. I having him that. having him on the right side of a back three, I think it suits him perfectly suits yeah. him perfectly even I don't like to see him right wing back but even when he occasionally plays him right wing back I don't even think it's the worst thing in the world because he's got cover behind him well so now even if Ray- he's caught Reece upfield I don't yeah well now Reese is out do you think there's a good chance actually against Villa that he's gonna have to well Hudson Odoi is not gonna go out on loan is he I don't think well by the I looks don't of it. know there was some talk I have actually got the old deadline day on in the back I don't think he's gonna let Hudson Odoi go he'll Hudson Odoi will play the next three games and then he's got an opportunity to make himself undroppable then but Hudson well, Odoi is nice. um Hudson Odoi is a funny one I just think he's got all the ability in the world but then I just think it just seemed. I know I'm, I know I'm massively digressing here, but why we're talking about Hudson Odoi? Um, it just seems like he gets to like a game day, and I don't know if he freezes or he's just scared to try things in case it don't work, and then he gets dropped or yeah, what? Well, it, we, I, don't, I don't know what it is. We said last season, didn't we, that we felt like he was over trying at points, like it was a bit too desperate, like that 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 wanting to succeed and, and putting so much into it that like things just weren't coming off for him. And it was maybe like he was overplaying. And now I don't know. I don't really know where his head's at. I mean, they were talking yesterday oh, that he could have gone, he could have been going on loan to Dortmund. Now, my personal feeling is, um, I think once all those, um, that... uh, like rumours with um, Bayern came along, I felt like with him that he'd sort of thought he'd made it before he'd made it and he really needed to sort of kick into mm. gear and, and do and play his game. Well, I think we're all aware of how talented he is. He just hasn't quite put it into practice yet. So if he did get the next three games with leaving Dave where he is and just taking over from Reese. It's Reece, a massive opportunity. It is a massive opportunity. I just don't know whether he's going to get it, you know. I don't know. I, I can't work out what Tuchel actually thinks of him because we've not really had a chance to see. Have but we? have you noticed as well, Tuchel... Oh, I think that donkey's come back in. Oh, said it the other day. Um... I'm sure Rob Green said it as well. For, oh, have I fallen off? No, you're right. Yeah, I've fallen off. I'll be back in a minute. Oh, I'm back. <laughs> you are back. I'm back. Yes, I'm back. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm back. I fell off my bed again. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hudson Adoy, like I remember, I saw Rob Green said something. Sorry, mentioned it as well, and so did Lampard. That he does things on the training ground, Hudson Adoy, that are just unbelievable. And then I just think, why is it all these managers? Why is it all these managers? Are saying the same thing about him doing all these wonderful things on the training ground, do all these wonderful things on the training ground, but none of them are picking him regularly. There must be a reason why none of them are saying, you're my guy. Yeah. I'm going to play you until you start showing what I know you're capable of. Yeah. There's 
got to be a. I don't know. We can speculate all day long. It's attitude, whatever. I don't think he's but got a bad attitude, personally. He, he he doesn't to me seem. He seems. He doesn't to me seem like he carries a bad attitude. To be honest, he seems all right. But there's got to be a fundamental reason why all these managers are saying, "I don't trust you to start." Yeah, You're I not mean, my first choice in I, any position. I'm a bit Switzerland about it because I think he's had things happen to him under managers where it's dented his confidence. And that's shit for a, a player of that age. He had the bad injury, didn't he, as well? Bad injury. Then we had all those bloody allegations against him. That's quite a lot for a kid of his age to take on. And then to then have all these managerial changes and not know how he's getting back into the side or who's going to put some faith in him. I can imagine that is quite difficult. That's why with him, yeah, I, I never sort of, I never feel like you can judge him one way or the other because I don't feel like he's had a massive opportunity to show what he can do. I think we all are aware that he is a talented uh, player and he, you know, that his potential is massive in terms of what he could produce for us. It's just these, it's just been so hit and miss, I think, in games. So I think that makes it more difficult because you yes. almost can't rely on him. Yeah, you see some things from him and you think, oh, yes, Callum, yes, finally. Yeah. And then I wouldn't say he has, like, bad games where he's, like, four or fives out of ten. For, for me, it's like, more often than not, it's like a six out of ten. Yeah. And I'm like, you, you, I was like, it's just safe. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's got so think- much on-the-ball ability that you just think, I want to see you go and do like a. I want to go and see you do thirty step overs and ping one in because I know you can do it. I I know you can do it. I wonder if that's. I wonder if that's what's hindering him. Is that he feels like if he does that, it's it's going to go against him. Do you know what I mean? Whether if he tries if he tries to do those sorts of things and then appear too selfish or I don't know. It's so hard to judge him, I think. It's, it's a difficult one with him. It's a really difficult one with him. We've actually just answered Maka's question that we was going to ask at the end. So that's good. We've kind of done that because it was about Cho. But yeah, it is yet to be oh. seen if he's going to go on loan or not. I mean, we'll find out in the next couple of hours, I presume. Nothing's come up that I've seen. Um there is one thing I do want to like just point out before we do move on to the questions and things. Klopp after the game, he had another strop, didn't he? Did you he see loves what he strop, said? He? Oh my I god! I didn't actually, to be right. honest, but it doesn't surprise me. Obviously, didn't you know they'd had two wins, we'd had two wins. You know, we ended up drawing the game. You'd think to yourself, you know, like I could understand if he was a bit more upset because they had it in their hands that they should have taken that game to us and they should have punished us for being down to 10 men and a draw for us was a great result and I can only see that that looked like a loss for them at that point because they didn't overrun us we held our own we defended amazingly comfortable it was fairly comfortable for most of it it was a group effort and everyone mucked in and did what they needed to do so I could understand Klopp being a bit of a strop but to come out with this is absolutely amazing I don't know quite what he wanted Tuchel to do but he actually came out and said look what they did down to 10 men 
They could have changed to four at the back. They could have gone with something different in midfield, but they kept a back five and counter-attacks. So they still had an advantage because in the area where they where you score goals, they had eight players plus a goalie. Congratulations, Klopp, for understanding what you must do when you go down to 10 men and you're wanting to protect at a point. What did he expect us to do? Stick five up front when we had 10 men? I think what he wanted us to do was completely yeah. open up like a cam and just go, there you go, Liverpool. And lose 5-1. Yeah. And go, yeah. Here you go. Here's the goal. Wonderful, Liverpool. I Score as many think- as you want. If that is what he's coming out and moaning about now, honestly, I think I said I used to quite like him. Like he used to at sure. least make me laugh, and now I just think you're an absolute tit. You're moaning that a, that yeah. a manager has done everything that they should have done in that moment to protect that point and not lose it, but actually still have the opportunity to gain all three, and that's made you all pissy. I'd hate to be in the Liverpool dressing room if that's the way they deal with things, to be honest. Is it, yeah, that's a, a that's a stupid thing to say. What are you supposed to do when you've got 10 men? You've got <laughs> to do your best to not concede again. I do that's, love it. He needs to retire if yeah. he's not got a grip on the game. Sorry. The onus was on Absolutely them to get a yeah. result, not to come out and then complain that we yeah. stopped them playing because that was the point. Well, <laughs> we had something to hang on to and had a man less. What are we supposed to do? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so as we've said, it's transfer deadline, Dan. It has actually come up on here that um, we have signed... Is it Saul? Saul? I don't know how you say it. I think it's Saul. I think. Okay. Well, we've we've signed him on loan, what looks like, for €5 million. Euros. Now, I'm not going to lie. I don't know the kids. I don't play FIFA, and I haven't checked any stats. Do we know anything about him? Oh, Rick's fallen off again. Well, I don't know anything about him. <laughs> but apparently we have signed him for five million on loan. So uh, it'd be interesting. Oh, here we go. I'm back. I'm back. Hello. So, uh, sorry, I lost anything? you. I lost you again for about the 20th time. That's all right. <laughs> I, I just spoke to myself. Um, uh, we've signed him. Do you know anything <laughs> about him? I'm not going to pretend I do, to be fair. Um, I'm not going to pretend I know a massive amount. What I have seen... Going back a couple of years ago, he was he was very good. A lot of people were talking about him as one of the best centre midfielders in Europe. Um, he's gone off the boil a bit last couple of years. Hence, it's a loan move. And I'm assuming okay. no obligation to buy it because I don't really want an obligation to buy for him, to be honest. Yeah. Um, he's, he's steady. He uses the ball well. It's depth. He's, he's a depth signing. Okay. He's a depth signing. Yeah. He's a depth signing. He's not going to... He's not going to be the first name on the team sheet, um, but it's another body in there. And it's another body who's probably more capable than Ampadu, hence why he sent Ampadu out on loan again. Yeah, he's gone now, hasn't he? He he won't ever make it now. That's him done for me now. Mm. He's done. He'll be sold. He'll be sold. I really there's, like Ampadu. Again, again, though, there's another re- there's has to be a reason why no one's quite fancied to have him in and around the first team squad yet. It's weird though, isn't it? Because last year it was Sheffield United he played, wasn't he? And I felt like he'd, he had solid games. Every time I watched him, I felt like he was quite solid. And and I felt like they really liked him. So, I was, yeah. And, and obviously that was in the Prem. So, a bit, I'm a bit confused by that. I, I see like lots of people whinging on Twitter about um, 
central defences and uh, our central defenders, sorry, and how everyone thinks we needed to sign a defender, especially getting rid of Zuma. Well, I don't know whether people might have forgotten. And I mean, I'm quite happy with it, but we've kept Trevor Traveller instead of sending him on loan. It looks like we've got rid of Zuma. We didn't need. We didn't need another centre half. I think he would have. I think they would have gone all out to buy the bloke from Seville. But now we've got oh, Trevor like come through. Yeah, now we've got Trevor come through. I think he just thought, well, we don't. It's not really a massive necessity at the moment. It's something that can be relooked again in the summer. Yeah, but, I mean, I didn't um, feel like that. I mean, we all knew we needed a striker, especially getting rid of Giroud, like, and someone with a bit of experience, hence the Lukaku. And I know we spoke a bit before we started this, and we both, I said, like, we've seen people talking about um, whether people think we've had a good sort of transfer window if we only had signed Lukaku. And we both agreed, didn't we? It's still we? been but good. Actually, yeah. It's still been good. That was that was the main thing that we needed. Yeah. I said, I said, I think through the 1905 account, I tweeted someone and said, ideally, I would want another centre midfielder for depth. And now we've gone and got it. Got it yeah. And from what I have seen of Saul, the limited times I have seen him play, he's decent. Like he uses the ball well. His ball retention's good. So he's a two curl type of player. Doesn't give the ball away. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, he's decent. He's, he's not. I'm not going to pretend. I'm not going to pretend we've signed Messi. It's because it's not that. But <laughs> yeah. he's going to be a squad player, and he adds depth. And it's someone that I believe you can feel comfortable. He's going to come in, and he's not going to be fucking awful. He's going to do a job when he comes in. Well, I but he's promise, not going to be first name on the team sheet. I promise. After this pod, I'm going to go and watch some YouTube compilations because I think that's what yeah. All watch the kids some compilations. Do. Yeah, I think that's, that's what, what all the cool kids do. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to start gonna, doing that soon because yeah. I want to be cool. Yeah, I'm going to go and get up on my soul facts and start throwing out some FIFA figures at everybody. I think, I think, um, I know that the Kunde deal um, looked like it was being done and then they discovered we'd uh, sold Zuma, so the price tag went up. So I'm not quite sure whether that's going to come off or not. But to be fair, like we've just said, with Trevor not going anywhere, it doesn't feel like, you know, we're in in a great need. And, you know, we've still got Silver back there as well. I mean... He still proved he can do it against the best. So happy days. We're fine at the back. We're fine at the back. Yeah, I think so too. I think there's a couple of hours left of the deadline day and whatever will be, will be. But I think we made sure that we secured the area on the pitch that we needed someone to come in on and... That was urgent. Yeah, but so it's done. I, I think it's been a good, good window. Like you say, even just having a little bit more depth in central midfield, I think, you know, we've sort of strengthened those areas that were needed. So happy days. We'll see how it goes. I wouldn't have been too disappointed with only having Lukaku, to be honest, because we all keep saying how scary our bench looks. Oh, my bed again. I'm coming uh, back. I'm back. Yeah. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> Terrible today. I apologise, listeners, but I'm back. Yeah, that bloody donkey is having a field day today. Been so attention-seeking. Yeah, you are. (laughs) Um, Right, shall we move on to some of our follower questions and then... um, Yeah, let's do these questions. We can bugger off for our evening. Okay, so Connor Cook. Hello, Connor. You're always um, chatting to us. Um, Yes, Connor, good lad. Do we think the petition against Anthony Taylor is going to be successful? Um, <laughs> I've got three things I want to say on that. Firstly, no, I don't think it will be successful. Two, 
I thought it was fucking hilarious <laughs> because of how quick it just went up. It was like 10 minutes after the game and it had like 25,000 signatures. <laughs> I was like, <clears throat> excuse me, it was hilarious how quick it, I thought it was funny. But it was I funny because it's never going to, it's never going to be taken seriously. I just thought it was funny. Um, and then the third thing I want to say is some people took it really like, to heart and we're like oh it's embarrassing yeah why are we doing this yeah like it's not a fucking cool kid at school thing it's just a fucking it was a it's just about. like a, a few but it's it's never gonna it was funny it's what it is it's funny but no i don't think it would i'd be very surprised if anything happens however if that was created with any sense of seriousness then i absolutely agree with those people that thought it was embarrassing <laughs> it's it's one of those things i just i thought it was hilarious because i I just i didn't think it was serious i didn't think it was serious i think um i i think it would have been great if 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 something like this was like destined to work because people would be at it every week about one thing or another unfortunately there wouldn't be any rest left yeah (laughs) but unfortunately it would set a real precedence and before you know it we'd be asking for only two or three refs that we quite like (laughs) we'll have have a petition for the ones we do like if that's all right we'll stick it through the house of commons we'll get the fa to make sure they totally up premier league will have to get on board and happy days <laughs> three points that's it, week. That's it. <laughs> how many of them support chelsea i don't think i found one yet um no nah. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely know who don't like chelsea don't we um <laughs> blue can uk has said uh are the premier league considering the five five subs and why not so i'm presuming he knows they're not considering the five subs um but he wants to know why that's you know not a thing anymore can you i think i got most of the question can you repeat it again for oh, me oh sorry blue can uk sorry. is asking if, if the premier league is considering five subs and but then he's asked why not so i think he maybe knew that it wasn't that that the five it's seven uh, at the minute isn't it it's seven at the minute isn't it well no that's yeah, that's for carabao and stuff isn't it or did i get that wrong i tell you what i'm going to be really honest I haven't got a fucking clue. <laughs> oh, no. The, the, so, hang on a minute. I have found something here. So, the last two campaigns have seen the size of the match day squads increased mid-season with 20 clubs voting through changes that saw the number of subs climb from seven to nine. But you can nine, still only it. make three subs in a game now, can't you? Um, oh, and he's saying, why not five? Yeah, he's saying, were they going to consider okay. five? I don't think they are. I think they are sticking with the three. I haven't. I tell you what, that's a fascinating question, actually, now I get it. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't. It took me a while to get it, but now I get it. Um, See what I have to work no, with. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, sorry. On this occasion, I've got to give it to Tracy. She has put up with a lot tonight. <laughs> um, but. That's a good point. Surely, by logic, if you're saying it's going from seven to nine, it should go from three to five you can use. It's a good point. It makes sense. It makes well, sense. Well, which is why I think he's asked this question. But the other side of that, I was more thinking that five was obviously put in for the COVID rules, wasn't it? Along with your drinks breaks and all that sort of thing. But I think um, I think what I don't actually think it's a bad thing that you're allowed to have the, the more amount on the bench um, because it just means that actually you've got 
you you can have other options under your belt. It's more options in it. Yeah. yeah, it's more options, but still only three chances to kind of deploy it. Um, I don't know yeah. if I don't know if they're going to actually try and. Well, I'd like to see five. Yeah. I would like to see it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know whether. Um, I, th- I think you are allowed two concussion subs, aren't you? So it technically does take it to five allowed. Because I think you're allowed, because they're so hot on the head injury now, I've got a feeling that uh, concussion subs are separate to, Ooh. like, in-game subs. But I'm not 100% on that. But you've so, been checking the rule book. I didn't well, know Well, <laughs> I think I remembered reading something after... All right, Stato. I know. I, I did my homework. Well, I didn't actually. I just remembered it from somewhere. <laughs> like, at the back of my brain, there was something niggling at me. <laughs> I've got a feeling that is a thing, because they're trying to obviously make it more uh, or easier to take off a player who's got a head injury. So yeah. um, it sort of makes sense. Makes sense, it? I guess. Yeah, I think I think so. But I will find out if if what I've said's wrong and bullshit, then I'll I'll clarify on 905 on Twitter. No, um, she won't. She's lying. She'll get me to do it. Yeah, I will. Absolutely, I will. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one I liked. Um, uh, Corstenbury, thank you. Um, he said, where do you see Timo being deployed or is it curtains for him? Because he thought that um, Liverpool's high line was a prime opportunity for Timo. And I have to admit, I agree with him. I think you would have seen Timo a lot earlier in that game if it was 11 on 11. And depending on how the game was going, I still think you are going to see a lot of him. Um, he didn't come on though, did he at all? He didn't, or did he? I thought he come oh, on right at the end. God, I need to check now because I'm not sure. Carry on. I'm Say sure your point. I remember him coming on, but not unless I'm thinking of the Arsenal game. Maybe. Yeah. I might be getting confused very, with the Arsenal. Well, I thought that was why he came. I'm on getting confused with the Arsenal game. I don't think he did come on. I think no, you're I right. Actually, I've got confused. I'm just gonna have a quick look. Um, he, and then I think no, that backs up even more what I'm saying. Then if he didn't come on. He would have come on. Yeah, I think if it was have. eleven on eleven. Yeah, he would have come. No, no matter how the game was going, because he would have stretched them. His pace yeah. would have stretched them. I think you will see him. I think you'll very rarely see him through the middle, because I think if it's not Lukaku through the middle, I think it will be Havertz. Yes, um, I do too. Yeah, I think I think Tuchel sort of laid down the marker on that one now, any that we can't I don't think anyone's really expecting to see Timo. Maybe sort of between the striker and a winger, potentially. It's um, gonna be out, gonna like be out inside wide. left forward position. Yeah. It's gonna be that position. Yeah. So I do although I, I agree with Corsten Brian, I think that actually um it it I think it was the perfect game for Timo. Um I can understand why it didn't happen. We needed to pull rank. It was just circumstances that he wasn't able to come on. I do, I'm 100% convinced he would have come on no matter what the score was at some point. He would have got 15, 20 minutes, definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, Lauren Allison, um, um, she's proper fucked us up with this one, by the way. This is a, this is a, this is a, this is is a hard one. It's going to make your brain hurt. Um, Oh no. Right. I haven't got much of a brain. (laughs) Do you think if we weren't 10 men trying to see out the game that we would have brought RLC on in midfield rather than Trev? Or should we expect to see him as the first backup? If so, is Ruben done? Oh, good question. Very good question. Tears in my eyes eyes at this one. I, looking at 
what Trevor brings, there's no doubt he's a better centre-half than what he is a holding midfielder. But I do think he's a very good holding midfielder as well, Trevor. Um, so I do think that has definitely played a part in why he was selected to come on because he, he'll sit very deep, whereas Ruben would have that tendency to pick the ball up, carry it and go forward. And you run the risk of getting dispossessed and being out of position and being a man light as well. It's even worse. So, yeah, I do definitely think because of Trevor's versatility, he was picked. That being said, I don't... don't I'm not 100% convinced that we would have seen Ruben anyway. I'm not 100% convinced that we would have seen him... He's fallen off. Come on. Oh, no, he is there. You don't think we would have said... Do you, are you not confident if, if Ruben stays and he isn't sent on loan, which I haven't seen anything yet, um, are you like? Are you still thinking that he's literally not got a chance of coming on? Or is it just because they've increased the amount of players on the bench so that he's actually getting to sit on it? I, I, when he... When he first come on the scene, I just thought, oh, this kid's going to be a player. And he just, it never quite clicked to start with. I think Jose Mourinho had a lot to do with that, to be honest. I don't think he was really the right manager for him at mm. that point. Um, ironically, the best I've seen him look was under Sari. Um, and I think Sari installed a bit of tactical discipline into him. And... I think he kind of said to him, I think he just kind of said, it seemed like he looked at him and just went, you're my guy. Mm. You're going to play. But if you're going to play, I need you to do this better. I need you to do this better. And I need you to do this. You need to get back and you need That's to do this. You need to be more disciplined. He was very point, good on the Sari. Very good. People started like thinking he was he could be a striker. That was Sari season, wasn't it? And people started they was looking false. It. No, false number nine was Conte. For Loftus Cheek, he was. Oh yeah, he tried him. He tried him a couple of times there, and it didn't work. It didn't yeah. work. I think. Um, um, see, I, I, Ruben for he's me, an eight. he's is, a number eight. He's, he's a number eight. A, he's a real scratcher head sort of player, and I think it's because he's uh, he has had injuries. I mean, his injuries were, were as injuries. big, if not worse, than than Callum's, and um, yeah. but. I just can't help feeling like if he's being put on the bench, I know with the increased numbers and all that business, but there's a, there is an absolute chance that he's going to get on at some point. Or it's, I feel like I don't think Tuca would put him on there just to see him sit there all season. I've, I'd like to think he's going to play cup games. And if, if he's, I agree with you. If he's not gone in the window, it doesn't sound like he's going to go. Yeah, I haven't seen um, anything come along I can't, while I'm watching this. I can't imagine, like, a team that a team that fancies themselves in the championship, fancies themselves they're going to do well in the championship, who wouldn't have come knocking and gone, listen, we'll get him down with us. He's going to play every week. We play free-flowing attacking football. He's going to... He's going to be at home. I can't see one of those flying teams in the championship haven't come knocking and asked for him. I think he's better than the championship, but I'd rather him do something like that than 
play it like I think Fulham was the worst possible. It was a, whoever okayed that move. That was a terrible idea. We're so um, bad at this, well, though, aren't we? We're so well, bad. Well, it was Frank. It was well. Obviously, I, I don't think Frank has. I don't think Frank. Had, I don't think Frank really had a say that he went to Fulham. I think no. Frank's obviously okay that he went out on loan, which is fine. I understood that decision. Yeah, but it would have been whoever's good for okayed. Him. Whoever's okayed that move to Fulham as. I think has dropped a massive clangor there, to be honest. Well, I think they even did like um I think I think and potentially I think they have with Norwich with Gilmore this season, but at least he's playing. Whereas with Ruben, it was still like they needed to win and they weren't playing him. And then when they started playing him, they started winning and it was like, come on now. Like you you know He just he, didn't fancy him Scott Parker, did he really? I don't think. Yeah, well he's a twat, isn't he? Um <laughs> <That's quite enormous. laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think um yeah, I don't know. It heartbreaks me, Lauren, because I really... Want he's got to so much ability. He's got everything you want. He's got that ability to carry the ball. He can turn quick. Um, he's got all the physicality you want from a midfield player. Yeah. But there's obviously, there's obviously, again, sort of going back to Hudson-Odoi and Ampadu again, there's obviously something that's not clicking with a lot of these managers with these players and also i think we have to appreciate and uh, i mean it's a it's not even a sad fact i was going to call it a sad fact the academy is there as a business it's either it's it's, it's doing what it should be it's working it's it's either bringing players through into our first team or it's bringing them through where we're where we are Oh, I think it's paid its money back forever. I think it's paid off like the next hundred years, that academy now. Yeah. And I just think that, you know, there's a it has a purpose and for two reasons. But I do think, I mean, especially with Ruben at his age now, and we're so bad at it. I mean, look, Danny Drinkwater's just gone on bloody loan again to Reading. I mean, fucking hell, he's going to be back in three months, and he pissed and fucking. He'll do something. He'll beat someone up in training yeah. or attack somebody in training or something. I tweeted that he was, but you know, all the Reading nightclubs are actually probably paid for for next season now. But then someone pointed out, yeah. I don't even think Reading's got fucking nightclubs anymore. So I don't know what he's going to do. I reckon it was a strategic loan. So he couldn't go out. It probably was. It probably was. He has to stay in the hotel, has to stay in the holiday inn in Reading for a year. That Reading, Reading is so shit now for nightlife that uh, he's not got a chance. Yeah. He's going to have to travel. He's going to have to go outfield. Um, he'll probably get done for drink driving instead, won't he? Uh, but, <laughs> but I think... Um, he, probably, he probably will. He probably will. <laughs> but I just think, you know, don't want to see these sorts of players still going on loan or, you know, risking having to put the Chelsea shirt on again. But with Ruben, I feel very different. I think he has an awful lot to give. And we say, and it, but it's the same with any player. As long as they can stay fit, they can do something for us. Um, yeah. So it's a tough one. I really want to see him. Ruben, I literally, I'm here for Ruben Prop. I love Ruben. I would like to see him do well. I would love so, to see him do well. In, in the other, in the other vein, where obviously Lawrence mentioned Trevor Traveller as well, I'm actually all for him too. So, but I think you're right, Rick. I think there's more chance of Trevor being deployed in the defence and Ruben if he gets a chance to be deployed midfield. I don't know if Trevor will actually uh, come over him in those stakes. I don't think he will. It was the circum. It was a circumstance thing. And Trevor has had minutes, so yes, that's match fit. 
probably and he's was come back a from COVID. factor. Ruben's just had COVID as well. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. So we're praying that there is a chance for Ruben. If he's not going on loan, then I at least want to see him play. I'm hoping it's a good sign because I can't see that he'd want to waste him and just leave him rotting playing for the under-23s no. once a month. I don't no. see that. That would be a crime, if I'm being honest, yeah. to leave him rotting in the under-23s. I guess the, the, the point might be now, see how he is, like you say, if he's just getting over illness and, he's, and he stays injury-free. We've got until the January window to see if Ruben becomes a part of anything. It, technically, it's not that far away, is it? I mean, the season flies. Yeah, it'll fucking soon come around quick yeah, enough. Jesus, exactly. yeah. Um, so that was the end of the questions, because we did answer Maka, although we did say um, he thinks that uh, Callum has found himself at a bit of a crossroads and could be sick or twist. I think we both decided we would potentially stick, didn't we? Oh, he's fallen off again. <laughs> I'm saying I think we should stick and just see how that goes. Same way with Ruben. I think if um, if... We've, we've only got to wait till the January window, I think that is, for me. Just stick with them and see. The thing is, with Ruben as well, he's 26 now. Yes, see, Callum's a lot younger. Callum's only 20. Mm. I think a lot of people forget Callum's only 20. So does that mean then, well, considering his age, would you would you put him on loan for this window? Or would you stick and see what, what could happen? Who for Callum? Yeah. I would stick and see what happens. He's 20. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'd stick and see what happens. He's 20. I th- I. He just needs to do more when he plays. And he will be able to play. He's going to, if he's staying, he's playing in the next three games, I think. There's no doubt about that. Although, if he puts Asbalaqueta right wing back and put someone else in the back three, then I think that's saying a lot to Callum. I don't trust you. I don't trust you. You need to do your way down the pecking order then. And then I'm going to be like, well, why haven't you just sent him out on loan? That will be a bit weird. It's going to be an interesting few weeks while Reese is away. It's a big few weeks for Callum. If he's not selected, although I... I don't really want to see him at right wing back, but if if it's the only chance for him to play, then he actually didn't do badly when he was put in that position, though. So I would welcome it, it rather than um. I mean, I don't mean to be rude, but Dave's getting on a bit. We don't need to see Asmaqueta playing every single game. So I think but right it, wing back, I fucking kill him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think I think there is actually an opportunity for Callum now, but yeah, time will tell. Yeah. Um. The only thing I did want to say that I am like, we're coming into this fucking international break. I hate it. Absolutely hate it. We are now seeing everybody playing three games in the next six days. Three games into the fucking season. Who's even interested in England v Andorra? Not fucking me. Me and Jordan have decided that we are having a, a rerun of Champions League 2012 at the weekend. Few drinks, <laughs> takeaway, and actually enjoying the football as opposed to watching a load of products. And yeah, Love it. my only hope was that Chilwell might have got some minutes, and now you've told me he's not even been selected, so I don't give a fuck at all. That's what I'm here to ruin your evening. That's what well, I'm here for, to ruin your evening. Well, you kind of haven't. You've just made it absolutely sure now that I'm getting pissed and watching Champions League 2012. Now, I can think <laughs> of far worse things to do on my Saturday night, to be fair. So. That is true. That is true. <laughs> but yeah, I think this is bollocks all coming in 
in like at this point in the season. I hate it. And I just pray that every one of our players comes back. The Kante situation has really pissed me off because two He's gone with France, hasn't he? Injured. Mm. And this happened before. And then he still came back injured because they risked him. Now, they're such wankers, the French, I've decided. Mm. Not just in every- general. <laughs> yeah. Not, I didn't mean like French people in general. I just hate French, French people. Yeah. I, hate <laughs> I hate you. No, I just, <laughs> the French international team, they're so arrogant. This winds me up because Kante, clearly, if he wasn't injured, we wouldn't have taken him off for the second half of Liverpool. So, exactly. I'd quite like you to deliver him back safely to us, please, so that he can play against Villa. Otherwise, Tracy's going to come around and beat Didier Deschamps. <laughs> well, I certainly am, because I'm so fed up of seeing Georgie and Kovacic. They don't work, in my opinion. They don't um, work. Oh, that reminds me. I, can, I suppose it works that it's come at the end. I can just end it on a controversial note. It will be like a mic drop, and then I'll oh, just leave. Oh, <laughs> God. Oh, God. Um, can we stop the... Jorginho, slander on the timeline, please. No. It really upsets me. It really oh, upsets me. Good. That's what we're here for. <laughs> we, we don't... Actually, 1905 don't slander and we're very well behaved. But I definitely do. I definitely do. That wasn't do. even aimed at you. It was just the timeline in general. No. I was well, ju- I, no. Let I people actually have their real. opinion. Whether you like it oh. or not, Rick. Twitter's not there just to entertain you and keep you satisfied. All listeners, I would appreciate if you stop <laughs> slandering... Jorginho. I'm going to be honest though <laughs> I actually thought he was a bit lost and 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 I, I promised I knew you'd say that I promised to stitch up Dino but I got drunk since then so I can't remember what I was going to stitch him up about but it was something to do with Jorginho oh, no. and he because he has been like quite for Jorginho and I managed to twist him in 90 minutes just by pointing out lots of things <laughs> I will never have anyone no one will ever affect my love for Jorginho. No, but to be He's fair, my register. he wanted me to then video him like singing a Jorginho song just to put pay to the fact that he felt a bit bad that he had slandered him a little bit during the game. So you are you I'm know, gonna get he's forgiven. I'm gonna get pelters for this <laughs> I'm gonna get pelters for these Jorginho comments. I know I am. Yeah good. But I'm putting Everyone it out just there. Abuse I, lo- I love Not Jorginho. I'm putting it out there. Go I'm putting it out there. Rick. I love Jorginho. No, I don't. I don't not like him, but I don't like him. I'm I'm fairly mid. You hate with him. him. If he has a you good game, uh, uh, if he has a good game, I I'm going to post some DMs. I'm going to post some DMs. <laughs> I am definitely the first one to praise him, even if it makes me feel a bit sick. But uh, I am very aware of when he has a bad game, and I don't think the Liverpool game. Love JD Five. He's my player now. He's my player. Although I just think that. Everybody is fine when Kante's there. Oh, they, he, yeah, oh, I agree. I Everyone thought you'd fallen off Kante's and there. you weren't going to be able to respond. <laughs> I did nearly. I thought I was going to fall off because it froze. And then I was like, oh, I really want to say this bit. But it just come back. <laughs> yeah, no, to be fair, Kante is the glue, isn't he? Um, yeah, 100%. 100%. But we, but we do need. I, I do honestly think we need Jorginho and Kovacic to step up a little bit and maybe not be so reliant. Because, not being funny, if Kante is injured and comes back injured and we have this whole drama with him again, we need them to to. It's going to be them fit, for a while. Feel yeah. as solid as they can. So yeah, I'd quite like that to work a little bit better. Oh, it definitely looks better when Kante's there. 
It yeah. definitely looks better when Kante's there. Well, 100%. I think everyone looks better when Kante's on the pitch. I won't lie. He's just that kind of... I yeah. feel better when Kante's on the pitch. So do I. <laughs> I want to see his name on the TV every week. Well, we are obviously moving into international break, as we said, which is shit. But we all get to have a weekend away. Oh, probably doing some lovely things. Um, but the, we will be actually. back. I'm going to the beach on Saturday, I think. Oh, nice. Well, yeah, I'm, I planning, near the beach, so. I'm planning the Champions League rerun on in the evening. But, yeah, me and the boy are definitely doing stuff this weekend. It's supposed to be really nice weather. And although I need a rest from my last weekend, which was absolutely rammoed, I can't stay in, especially if there's no decent football to watch. What I feel like you should do is have me at the rerun evening as well on a different laptop on Zoom. Oh, and then I can just watch it all at the same time. You could join it. You could join us. <laughs> Imagine that. That would Imagine actually be funny. That. I'd be like, no, that would be you really funny. You can't watch this bit, Rick. <laughs> yeah, it's like right at the penalties at the end. 120 yeah. minutes. Just he's about to score dropper, and you just go like that. <laughs> yeah, just, just turn you off. See you later. <laughs> oh, sorry, Rick. Battery's gone, mate. <laughs> you yeah, do that as well. You would definitely do I that to me as well. I absolutely would do that to you as well. <laughs> You would go the full 120 minutes and we'd get to the pens and I'd just turn you off. Oh, you just go, sorry, battery went. <laughs> See you later, mate. Didn't realise, sorry, no. <laughs> but yeah, we'll be back after Villa and then we've got, um, oh, it's not long until like Carabao Cup and all And then it's Champions stuff. League, isn't it? And stuff yeah, starts then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, shit. That's all going to be coming up quite quickly. So maybe make We're the most probably... of this weekend. We might have to do like one or two games on the same pod, maybe, but we'll explain it as we yeah, go. Yeah, I, I think we will. Yeah. But yeah. thank you to everyone who put the questions in. Um, yes, thank you very much. Yeah, and um, I would like to say it's been a pleasure, Rick, but it hasn't. You keep falling off your chair. I've no, had to talk to myself about 20 times. <laughs> I've hated every single minute of it. And I noticed that when you're not here, the internet's fine. So I think it's you. I think it's you sabotage my internet. Yeah, I pay that donkey <laughs> better than you do. That's the problem. <laughs> well, have a, have a lovely rest of the week and um, keep the blue flag flying high.